We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 141. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And Shara will be joining us shortly. So she's, She will be. She's out doing something in the house. Uh, she just got back from the hospital. She's a busy nurse. She lives the nurse life. So, oh, yeah. You know. The weird hours, the long. She's in there getting her getting something you know, to eat, but she'll she'll be here in a few minutes. Yeah. So. Well, we got some stuff to talk about. We've had quite a day. We we yeah. did. You know? It seems like it seems like we. This isn't the first time we've seen each other today. Uh, yeah, that's true. You know, and and we really don't you know toot our own horns very often, but you know, every now and then we're we're just. I'm kind of excited what what we had today. Um, uh, Basically, Corey and I were asked to go to Cassville and give a little presentation to the Rotary Club uh, uh, talking about Stormdar weather. So we we went. I mean, it's uh, my employer, the Hughes Brothers, uh, a guy named Trent uh, Oliphant, who uh, is, oh, I forget, he's, he's a big wig there. <laughs> he lives in Cassville. He was basically the president. The president, yeah. Of the Rotary Club. Yeah, I, I forget what he told me. Sorry, Trent, if you're listening to this, but yeah, he I, I say he's a big wig or whatever, but he's good friends with, with the Hughes Brothers uh, yeah. from Utah and stuff, and so he came to the show a few weeks ago and asked if we could uh, do you know like a presentation? I said sure. You know, so I got with you, and they said okay. It's they're on Wednesdays at noon. Well, I have a show every Wednesday <laughs> at two o'clock, so there was no way I could do it. But we uh, finished our last show at the Hughes Brothers, our regular season last night, and I thought, oh, that's a perfect time. So I told Trent, let's go. And uh, let me tell you. There is no easy way to get to Cassville from Branson. No, I mean, it's like <laughs> one of those drives, kind of like going wow. to Eureka Springs or even Fayetteville from Branson. It's just hilly and curvy and two-lane. Not a good Man. road to take. Well, I, I, thought it w- I thought I was completely doomed because uh, when I left this morning, I mean, of course it's raining. We're going to talk about the rain a lot here in a little bit, but I, I headed out south on 65. I took the 86 route, you know, that the, the GPS said that was the fastest, and a couple of, couple of my band friends said, you know, that's probably the, the, the easiest way to go. And I was like, okay, so GPS was there. As soon as I got halfway to 86, the fog set in. It was so thick. Yeah. Everyone was slowing down. I thought, okay, am I going to have to go through the next hour of these hills with this fog? Oh, my gosh. And it kind of let up a little bit. And of course, the rain and rain and rain and rain and rain. Uh, but I finally got there. I think it took, took like an hour and 10 minutes, I think, to get there. And uh, you you went another way, didn't you? Did you go 76? I took 76 through Cape Fair and... Uh, um, 
Jenkins to Cassville, and then I came back through Roaring River State Park and 86. Oh, okay. So I kind of made a little circle. Was it foggy on your trip up to? It was foggy just about the first 10 miles out of Branson. Oh, man. And then, then the heavier rain started to sit in, and it wasn't as heavy going as it was coming back for me, though. It got a little heavy coming back. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, for me, it was just pretty steady. Of course, all this stuff is coming from the south anyway. But first of all, I mean, thank you to Trent. Thank you for the Rotary Club. That was actually quite fun. We uh, we got it there. It's just a little group of, of people. Um, they had, uh, was that chicken fried steak or something? They fed us, and it was, <laughs> it was great. A, like a port tenderloin type thing. Yeah, it was a, a lot of fun. port tenderloin. It, it was great. And so they had their little beginning meeting, and Corey, you brought your computer, and they had a projector. So the, the, the fun thing is, is uh, before we even got up and while we were eating, you plugged in radar scope. So it's this huge projector yeah. of radar scope on the on the wall. Which we but, had something to look at because of the rain. So good time oh, definitely. for that. And I, th- I think they liked it. I mean, everybody. Yeah. there was just so great um i i have to tell this one little story i mean you, you jump in Corey, but uh, uh we were talking about our weather station and you were showing everyone of course you had on the projector you called up our website with all of our storm dark weather network and listed all of the cities and all of the people places that we have a weather network and you said i said notice Cassville is missing from this list yeah so what happened this is a cool story well, after the meeting, the superintendent of uh, Cassville Public Schools came up, and he had it pulled up on Amazon, and, and he ordered one right there to install at Cassville Public Schools. Right so there. So they're going to be part of our Stormdar Weather Network, and it's it's good for us and them. They get to learn about the weather, and, and we get you know the data coming in from Cassville, the rainfall, and the highs and lows, and it's a win-win situation for everybody. Yeah, he was so interested and it was so fascinating. So before our presentation was done, he basically had it ordered. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. And I forget his name. There were so many people there I couldn't remember the name. We were, our presentation only lasted like 20 minutes, so we weren't there a long time. No. But uh, great group of people. I I would gladly go again uh, sometime. Oh, you know? yeah. But it, I'd like it, to maybe set up, you know, with neighboring cities and towns, you know, same thing. I mean, we love to talk about the weather and people like to listen to us. So. Yeah, and I, Trent may have some other, I mean, I don't know anybody that does rotary clubs around here, but if they're looking for speakers, right. you and me, shoot, we could go. And we had. Well, there's a, so many different organizations. I mean, they don't necessarily have to be rotary. It can be, you know, any, any, any kind of organization or group. Yeah. We'd love to come and speak. Uh, yeah, it, because we're geeky and stuff. I Did, did you like my... My opening line, I said, I said we belong to a, I couldn't think of the word chapter, of avid weather enthusiasts, which means we like weather and we geek out, but we're not smart enough to know fluid dynamics and physics and all that. It's like, I, I don't, I mean, you're probably smart enough, but I, that's why I didn't take meteorology, because you got to know fluid dynamics, atmospheric, right. all sorts of stuff. It's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like, nah. So uh, I, I just did that. So anyway, that was fun, and we had... Uh, in addition to that, and then I'll get off. We'll get off the soapbox and start talking about real, real events. But uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, meteorologist Kyle Perez from the National Weather Service called me and said uh, said that they would like to spotlight us as a weather ready nation 
ambassador in their in their, in their uh, newsletter, their winter newsletter. So Corey and I got together and did some stuff. Well, that came out today too. So yeah, <laughs> it's so cool. I don't know if we came can out get a couple that. hours ago. Can, can we? It's a PDF. Can we get that on our site? Or I least, think so. Yeah, and I, I mean, we can get it on there. if you're listening, they'll have it up for a while. But just go to weather.gov slash Springfield. And at the top where it says news or something, it'll say a newsletter. Here, let me I'll, let me go to it real quick. They also posted on their Facebook page, and I'll post it on our Facebook page. This yeah, as well. let me see. Oh, yeah, it's right at the top, 2020 Winter Newsletter. So uh, it'll be up there for a while. Uh, there, there's three things, the 2020 Winter Newsletter, the Missouri Winter Weather Awareness Week, which in a couple of weeks we're going to really start hitting that hard, and then the drought information. We'll get to the drought, the drought later. But, yeah, the Winter Newsletter, so that – Page five has a great picture on there. You see? <laughs> yeah, you need to go there. It's a uh, Corey and I realized because Kyle wanted a picture from us. It's like, uh, well, we have one for the podcast. We have, we did one of them, you know, out on you know in the fall. I mean, we really don't have good what I consider professional pictures of us. So maybe we need to right. find somebody to do I that. I think I think that one was fitting. I, I think he liked it. Oh, it's fine. I, yeah, it was fine. It was it was Corey and me standing outside. I'm holding our weather station, which I think was perfect. And so we we took a, like a little quick selfie before we did that. So that was a year ago we took that. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, you you've lost quite a bit of weight since then. That's yeah. that's awesome. You're you're looking good. I'm uh, I'm still fat and old. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we need to welcome uh, Shara. You're joining us. Hello. 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 So, so you you're working and you're probably tired and I'm a little tired. <laughs> so, okay. So, Sherry's going to be giddy tonight. We're going to have comic relief. Just drove home in this amazing rain that we're having. Oh it my was gosh! So much fun. I love driving in rain. I've never mentioned so that. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, Corey and I definitely did it. I guess we're all getting that that thing. No, nope, the sarcasm in that. My knuckles were white, and I was terrified oh. when I got. She had to drive in the rain in the dark. So. Oh, I uh, you like know I hate in that. The dark. And I don't like driving in the rain. Well, the other day you had to drive to work in the rain in the dark, right? Yeah, so I couldn't oh. even, like, you know, go slow because I had to get there. Mm-hmm. Tonight I took my help myself getting out. She said when she was driving to work the other day, it was raining really hard, and she couldn't even see the lines on, on James River. That oh, wasn't no. because of the rain. Oh. oh. I mean, like, okay, so when it, it – it's now even, like, when it rains in Springfield, and there's all the streetlights there on James River – the glare of the puddles on the road and the lights hitting them, you can't tell where the lines are. Oh, like you're just getting this right. glare from the, like the road is super shiny there. Yeah, right. It's like a slick, shiny road. So you can't tell where the lines are, where you're supposed to be. That's and, dangerous. You know, That's... Oh, it was so dangerous. I mean, there wasn't a lot of traffic because, you know, when I go to Springville, it's like six in the morning. Oh. But, I mean, still, I couldn't, it was hard to merge, and then I couldn't tell if I had even merged. Like, am I in my lane? I'm approximately where my lane is? I don't know. Oh, I get it. I totally get it. And I do not I, enjoy it. If, now, do you have to go back tomorrow, or are you off for a day or two? No, I go back tomorrow. Oh. She's also we, eating right now. I'm oh, also eating my dinner. Yes. I have not eaten today. And that's okay. So you need to eat, keep your strength up. So so you, you enjoy your, your, your uh, what she do you have, a salad? She's a full day tomorrow there, right? You're coming home. No, I just have a half day. I get to see her okay. tomorrow. Yeah, but unfortunately, the rain is going to continue. So let's, uh, the title of this episode, <laughs> uh, OMG, It's Raining, which stands for, oh my God, it's raining. 
It is raining. Um, okay, I have a beef with Mother Nature. Well, okay. I do because we had a massive drought, and then as soon as I have to start driving to Springfield for work, right. it wants to rain every day. Well, and then, but think about March and, and May, too. We're at like 13, 14, 15 inches of rain, and then nothing. And then now we're having this deluge again. And Corey, uh, see, I have my, my, our weather station pulled up. Right now it is 913 on Wednesday night, and let me reload it. Uh, we have officially got for this event five inches, five point eight nine inches for the event. So we'll now that's be, since it started what a couple days ago. Before this podcast is over, we'll be right around six inches. I know for the month, uh, our, our weather station says seven and a half. Wow. Uh, although well, before Monday, we we didn't even have an inch. No, for but, the month. but check this out. Corey, look at our weather. I'm telling, I'm, I have to verbalize this for our podcast listeners because you can't see it. The rain rate is zero. I'm, we're probably going through a little uh, lull right now. I and hear it raining at my house right now. I can still hear it. Oh, outside. well, looky it there. Raining, it wasn't raining hard when I got to Branson. I mean, it was just that kind of annoying rain enough to keep the road wet. And Oh, yeah. Well, no, I'm looking. There's a little hole right there over Storm Darando over me. So yes, I guess yeah. it's right. And also, I need... Okay, we went under a flood warning about, what, 20 minutes ago? I guess all of uh, Taney County... Eh, let me pull that back up here. Taney County, uh, Christian... <clears throat> most Yeah, Christian County, Stone County, uh, portions of Ozark and the western of Douglas, where they're saying, you know, like all these low water crossings are now becoming flooded. Uh, Harrison is under a flood warning, and the flash flood watch goes until 7 o'clock tomorrow night. This is yeah. one of the longest flood watches I think I've ever... It's a 30-hour flood watch. Think about well, it. I mean, have you heard of a 30-hour flood watch before? No. Or am I just but... delirious? <laughs> At least it was warranted this time. Oh, definitely. Yeah, they're saying an, an, ex, an additional inch or two overnight into tomorrow, uh, which yeah. which makes sense. And the reason this is happening, uh, people think, oh, because Hurricane Zeta, uh, we're going to talk about Zeta later. This is not a complete direct relation to Zeta. What's happening is uh, we have... You know, Oklahoma, poor Oklahoma City has just been annihilated. I mean, just ice storms and winter weather. That's where the big cold chunk came down. But there's a huge low, a low pressure system in central Oklahoma. So what's happening is the the winds travel which way around the low pressure system, Shara? Shara's not paying attention. Okay, Shara's not. So, okay, so you're tired and nursing. So, let's <laughs> no, counterclockwise. Counterclockwise. So, what's happening is that low is in Cal- uh, California, <laughs> is in Oklahoma. That's a big low. And this rain, the counterclockwise, is flinging the rain up from the south. So, what's happening is a nice warm front is coming up, and our temperature is actually rising. I think today, Corey, we've been... Our weather station's been in the 40s all day, but right now it's 51.8 and has risen a half a degree in the past hour. It's rising. Yeah, isn't that something? Well, and they said they said our high is going to be about 53 today, and you would think on normal conditions, <laughs> okay, that the temperature at night will fall and in the daytime the temperature will rise. Well, the way this weather system is set up right now, 
the warm air is coming up now and will overnight, so temperatures aren't going anywhere. But tomorrow, it, when that low pressure, huh? What? It feels different. It feels it's deceiving for people. They don't realize that it's actually getting warmer because you know we've been. You know, that freezing line has been in our backyard, you know, Joplin and Miami, Oklahoma and all and that. And Springfield they, even, they, yeah. They, the freezing line kind of stopped. We, we got down to 35-ish here. So people, and we're seeing the reports out of Oklahoma with all the trees down and 300,000 people without power. Yeah. And a very, very early season ice storm. So I think people have cold on the brain. Yeah. So they're not, they go outside right now. It's like, wait a second, it's not it's not cold. It's almost and tropical. It's actually <laughs> rising right now. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they will rise a few more degrees tonight. But here's the deal. That low uh, is moving to the east. So it's moving towards northern Arkansas. And the atmosphere, this is the time of year, it's spring and fall is when the atmosphere moves fast because we're in transition. Everything is trying to transition in, in the spring. We've got you know warm air and cold fronts trying to slam into warm air that's coming up and everything's fast. And in the fall, we've got this cold and wet trying to push all the warmer out. So our tranquil, I say tranquil, is like summer and winter where there's not much change. So what's happening is that low is going to race across northern Arkansas tomorrow. Once it gets to the southeast of us, down in northern Arkansas, the counterclockwise motion around the low is going to start pulling cold air. So tomorrow, the temperatures are going to start falling. So tonight, they're rising. Tomorrow, they're falling. Not going to snow. <laughs> you know what? I'm, what? I got my set, my sights set on the weekend. It looks like a pretty nice weekend. Oh, yeah. Uh, no rain. Yeah, not once hot, this thing cold. pulls out, yeah, it's pulling out. It's gonna, it's gone. So we're gonna, gonna have, yeah. And what temperatures in the mid sixties on yeah. Saturday? Yeah, it'd be nice. That's crazy. I mean, I'm enjoying the rain while we can get it though. Uh, yeah, I just, I, you know, and I'm, I'm good. It, it just freaks me out because you know my basement floods if we get a whole deluge of rain at once. Well, this is just a steady, persistent rain. So we're going to get. Yeah, well, right now, I mean, as we're speaking, it, we're up to 5.9 inches for the event, two and a half exactly for for today. Um, as long as it keeps at a steady pace, then I'm not my basement is fine. It's just when we get yeah. two inches in 45 minutes, that's when I have a problem. <laughs> and this is exactly what we needed. Yeah, totally agree. A soaking, steady rain over two or three days, it's perfect. Yeah, even though it is flooding, I mean, maybe, I mean, we're, we're going to have... It's not flooding to the point where people are, you know, it, it's not... A... Well, they're not going to open the gates, they're not going right. to do that. No, they, yeah, this is just an easy, an easy rain, uh, you know, so, but if you're out driving, and especially tomorrow, watch, you know, those low river crossings. I mean, the flood warning has been issued, uh, so some of these low low water crossings are going to be covered and uh, ponding. We got a lot of reports of ponding in the road. Sherry, you probably got a lot of ponding uh, on the highway. You see any water on the highways? Yes. I did. There was lots of places yeah. where the car wanted to slide because of puddles. Well, okay. So now, are people acting like idiots and going like 60, 70 miles an hour in this rain? How fast were you driving? Okay, majority of us were all kind of staying the same. I went. Most of the time between 55 and 60. Okay. 
Um, that was I mean, safe, felt, yeah. There was a couple of times when it got heavy and I had to drop down to 50. And most people were kind of just staying with me. Like, we were all just kind of driving along together. But every once in a while, yeah, something would go flying by us all. It's like, why do people do that? And throwing water and then no one could see. And, yeah. That, yeah. Uh, people just slow down. Slow down. I was down. surprised, though, for the most part, that people were kind of just staying steady with me at 55, 60. That's good. I mean, what, was there a lot of traffic or just moderate <clears throat> quite amount? A, quite a bit. I mean, there's always a lot of traffic leaving Springfield and then towards Ozark. Mm. And then oh, it yeah. drops off. I mean, it'll kind of drop off and I'll be maybe the only car, see one or two other cars for those few miles between Ozark and, and Branson. And then once I get closer to Branson, and then I start finding more traffic again. Exactly. Yeah. Because, I mean, because Corey and I drove everywhere. I, w- I drove to Springfield and around, and, and you went out a couple of the- I mean, so we covered a thing. It's just not ideal for driving. Um, but I do need to note, though, uh, I looked at, I'm looking at radar. Uh, did we talk about banding? Did I talk no. about banding yet? I think we talked before the podcast. Yeah. Okay. When, when we talk, when I talk about anybody talks about banding, um, that means like an, it, when you get a hurricane, you have like bands, B-A-N-D-S, bands of, of precipitation. So you get a wave of rain, then it stops and you get a wave of rain and it stops. Well, normally, uh, well, actually last night and then all day today, we've had just a shield of rain. But since that low pressure is nearing us uh i'll have to look and see exactly where it is during the weather school but but i'm i'm seeing more banding so that's why we're gonna we're gonna have additional rainfall but we're gonna have some breaks uh harrison is actually almost out of the main rain shield right now i mean there's more coming but uh yeah so i mean that's that's kind of good i mean we should we should have had a poll of how much rain total we thought we get because i never thought we were going to get six seven inches I, that wasn't no. on my radar. <laughs> I'm glad we did, though. Yes, I love. You know how I'm. I'm pluviophile, though. I love the rain. Yes, I think you love it too. I do. I do to a point. I, I love the rain when I'm home and watching it. There you not go. Driving in it. Exactly. Yeah, I, mean, I drove a lot today in it, and I didn't mind it too much. Uh, yeah, I had it my wasn't kiddo intense. With me, he fell asleep. To the raindrops hitting the windshield, he he slept all the way home. Oh, that's so, cool. Uh, it, but the uh, you know I love when it rains. It's hard to play disc golf in the rain, though, right? Yeah. Well, well, so, some of my friends do. I do not. I mean, it's really <laughs> soggy right now. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, I got I got to tell Shara something. It was so cute. You you got another meteorologist uh, upcoming in your family because Corey had the maps. Uh, this is today at the Castville. I had the maps on. I was pointing to the maps and showing people stuff. Well, Griffin just walked right up to the maps and started pointing and saying what I was saying. It was yeah. so cute. <laughs> no one videoed this for me? I might have. Well, I, I was talking. Know. I don't know. And, I mean, everybody in the audience was absolutely loving it. You know, he was just a, a charm to everybody. So that, that was I mean, that was he so was funny. pretty cute. I think it was cute because at the very beginning they said the Pledge of Allegiance. And he stood right up and put his hand on his heart. I, he's never done that before as far as I know. I've never seen him do that. At the football games. Oh, maybe oh does he really? Yeah, that was good. But, but I, was, I was scared. People complimented on him. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a couple there that just ate him up. But No, I was scared because we were there eating. All of a sudden, there's this bell ding, and everybody just pops up and says, I pledge allegiance. And Corey and I are like, oh, 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 oh okay. <laughs> it's like, all right, okay, is that what we're doing? And Did he warn you? No. And then and then Griffin saw us, and so he, oh, so he kind of popped up. It was... Yeah, we needed somebody to take pictures. That was awesome. Anyway, so so you got to watch. So you got Garen, and now you got Griffin. So you got some more meteorologists coming. <laughs> well, I did a little parade of uh, potential high temperatures um, for the next several days. Uh, you know, you know, like I said before, once this thing pulls out, it's moving so fast. Once it pulls out tomorrow night, skies are going to clear out, and we're going to have sunny skies for a big long stretch. So Friday. The projected high is 60. Saturday, 64. Mm. I might have to get the kayak out. There you go. Yeah, put the family in the kayak. And then rain. We haven't. It's been so dry on those creeks because we haven't had anything. Oh, that's right. But it's. I get to actually. That's true. Go somewhere besides right on Taney Como. Taney Como's always fine, but I like the smaller creeks as well. Oh, yeah, and Taney Como's cold, too. <laughs> yeah. But we've got a weak front coming through Saturday night, uh, a dry front. It's going to knock temps down, so Sunday will be 55. I think it's going to be warmer than that, personally. I'm not buying that. Uh, Monday, it says 60. Tuesday, 66. Wednesday, 68. So we're going to be warming back up. And there's really no rain in sight until... Um, Okay, you need you need to watch if you're if you're a model watcher. Uh, basically, I'm going to tell you something that's kind of cool, but um, uh, and you can go to any place you want, uh, wherever you wherever you get your models. I go to Tropical Tidbits. You can go to Twister Data. You can go to College of DuPage. You can, what's the other one? Pivotal. I mean, they're all Pivotal over the place. Weather. Yeah, and go look at the GFS for uh, November 8th and 9th. Okay, now still that's quite a ways out that's like 10 12 days i guess eh, about 10 you know week and a half but they are the gfs is advertising a line of what looks like pretty strong thunderstorms uh mm-hmm. possibly severe with heavy rain and just stuff and uh i, I threw the, the the thermal profiles on there and there's a very sharp cold front so this could be a classic master blaster is what i'm thinking if this pans out, well, now, sure, but if, then again, right, it's a it's long, long range. <laughs> we're looking at a long way, so we're just going to kind of, kind of look at it, put it in the eye candy, or right, and then uh, probably by next week we can say, okay, it'd be in the something to watch if it keeps up. So we'll see, we'll see on that uh, how that's how that's going to go. All right, well, I think it's time to talk about Zeta, so let's get to the tropics update. It's tropical. It's the tropics update. Storm door weather. Uh, we've got one major thing to talk about now. Um, wow. Hurricane Zeta. <laughs> Slammed. Yeah. Okay. Remind me okay. when we got to Zeta last. It was the last time it happened. December. <clears throat> Hurricane season was over. I mean, it ends December 1st. Well, Zeta came in 2005. It was like the last week of December going into January. Yeah. And so we're in October and we've hit Zeta. And we've right. hit Zeta. I know. Exactly. Yeah. And, you and know, Zeta it, hit New Orleans, basically. Oh, yeah. It actually came on shore 
as a Category 2 hurricane. Now, I got to tell you, the, the National Hurricane Center, they do an excellent job. So, you know, we watch them. Those one of those one of those agencies we always watch. They know what they're doing. Um, and, and, you know, learning that now these, you know, what we're now that we're in the later portion of the hurricane season, it's usually the Southwest Caribbean is where stuff starts firing. Well, that's where Zeta kind of fired. At first, they didn't think it was going to become an actual hurricane. Then they thought, oh, okay, it's going to move in. The wind shear is slowing down, so it's going to strengthen. So then they started saying hurricanes. So with each update, they kind of bumped it, got it stronger. up. stronger. Yeah, bumped it up, bumped it up. That thing finally hit Category 2, 100 mile per hour sustained. I don't know if it got higher than that. That's what I saw when it when it did the 7 o'clock update. Now, at the 7 o'clock update... That hurricane was on shore. It made landfall about six. So, yeah, that thing, and the eye went right over New Orleans. Now, I don't think it's a slow hurt. I mean, it's it's moving, isn't it? That thing is trucking. So that's so that's, good. that's the good thing. Yeah. But then again, it's New Orleans. It's it, Yeah, this is the fourth one. The fourth yeah. storm. These poor New Orleans people, it's like, wow. They can't well, catch a break. I got a break. breaking news update oh. right as we were starting that okay. a levee has breached in, in Louisiana, which was almost bound to happen. Mm. And uh, 400,000 people are without power. Oh, no. Is this... So. No, it's not New Orleans, right? Is it... Would they say in Louisiana? This just said Southern Louisiana. Okay. Said. Wow. Those poor people. Yeah, man, they can't. They just can't get a break, you know. And unfortunately, if something ha- okay, right now, there's nothing else out there. I mean, right now the tropics are calm, so we can officially say the Atlantic Basin, Caribbean, Atlantic, whatever, Gulf of Mexico, Pacific, and Central Pacific. There are no tropical things going on. Zeta is on land, so now. The National Hurricane Center will start tossing that to the uh, Weather Prediction Center since it's now on land. But that thing is still a hurricane. I mean, like I said, it moved on shore. It's 7 o'clock. It was an hour into land, still yeah. at a Category 2. So uh, our friends down there in Birmingham, Alabama, James Spann, uh, renowned meteorologist down there, is is they're freaking out because it's going to go right over Birmingham. But mm-hmm. it's moving, like you said, very fast. It, it's it's going to take off because there's a huge, the jet stream is digging out, and it's just huge and pushing things along. Again, reiterating, the atmosphere is moving very fast right now. So we're going to, we'll just watch that. Now, backing up, um, Earlier when I said we, we this rain is kind of very indirectly associated with Zeta, well, once it comes on shore, it's, it's come on shore, and there are some outer bands that are flinging up, but they're not really making it here. I mean, we're getting influence from that tropical storm, but we're not getting direct influence. In other words, it's not coming towards us. We're just kind of getting the side... The, the side eye, I guess, from that storm. Plus, in addition, this big low pressure system. That's why we're getting all the rain. So that I needed to clarify that. But wow. So you think? Uh, okay. Oh, I got this. Uh, I should have dropped that in the thing. I sent you the Greek alphabet. Uh, our buddy Brad, Brad Case, sent 
a, a, uh, a the Greek alphabet. And I can't believe some people are thinking, oh, well, Zeta, that's the last letter. No, there's 18 more letters after that. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah, there's, there's many more letters. But uh, pronunciation, this graphic that I sent had a weird pronunciation. E-T-A, I would pronounce like Ada, right? Well, that's the way us Americans would pronounce okay. it. Okay. So how would you pronounce it? I mean, I know you're American, but... but you're... I know the answer. I saw the graphic, too. Yeah, well, I saw it. <laughs> I didn't. What are we talking about? Uh, the Greek lettering. Yeah. of the Greek alphabet. E-T-A. Oh, all of them? Well, no, no. E-T-A, the one after Zeta. Well, I would just say Ada because, I mean, that's, that's just what the I same thought. as... Well, you think about any sororities. Like, I was in Phi Theta Kappa. Well, it's always E-T-A, so I would just be Ada. Right. But this graphic <clears throat> says no. They say Ata. Well, that's just dumb. <laughs> that's what I thought, too. You ate a what? <laughs> I would say Ada, but uh, I don't they know. They ate a pita because they're from Greece. From Theta, yeah. Uh, or they or, had a, yeah. a gyro. I mean, it's beta. It's not gyro. Beta. Be- I know. Well, okay, so if any of our listeners to the podcast know Greek or Greek speaking that know what they're talking about, how do you pronounce it? And you know, just to send us a message on our on our Facebook page, or send us an email, stormdarweather at gmail Let us know because I, I know we have some people who know Greek that are out there listening to this. I know that, so let us know. I think it's Ada, but again, like you said, Corey, we're American, <laughs> yeah. so that's what's what's going to happen. So we're going to be watching a hurricane season is still going for another month, the end of November is the end of hurricane season. So we, I mean, official hurricane season. So we'll see if the tropics kick up something else. And if they, if it does, if we get another name storm, we are officially what we're in, we're in record territory at that point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're tied the record now. Yeah. Zeta was, was the last one in 2005. 15 years ago. Yeah. So if we get another one, we are setting a new record and why not? It's 2020. Hey, right. Why not? All right, so uh, let's get to the next segment. It's the pollen report. Uh, not much of a pollen report to, to tell. <laughs> we go to pollen.com, and uh, basically it's, it's becoming pointless now because the, the, today in the next five days we've got like next to nothing to zero with just a tad of ragweed in there. And I and again, I checked the Springfield. They said mold is low. Trees are low. Weeds and grass are absent. So, you know, it, I think they've, they've done their business. I think yep. all the things have done their business. So, since this is the end of October, we are going to officially retire the pollen report till next spring. So we'll have to replace. I forget what we replaced it with. I have to go back to our pre- previous podcast. But so yeah, so pollen is is history until next week. So what do you got on the drought? Got anything on the drought? Well, we had a drought. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's over. No, we still got. A, I mean, it, it, we were in an extreme. Not it wasn't extreme in Branson, but right around the area, it sure was. Like well, over in Barry explain County, how that works we because we had some questions about how the how they measure drought and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's basically they do several different things. They they uh, measure the moisture of the soil, uh, how deep 
is at different depths. Uh, they check how the water table. I mean, there's so many things that go into a drought. People yeah. think, oh, the pond's almost gone. It's 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 so dry. My crops and but it it's deeper than that because a lot of our water is stored in the ground. You have aquifers. You have you know caves with underground rivers. People get their drinking water from there, and if that gets too low, then we're in real trouble, and we have a water shortage, like out in California, you know? Uh, right. Yeah, my mother has so a well, so... We don't want that, for sure. No, no. And the thing my mother's also noticed, when we get heavy rains like this, we have to change the filter more often. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I guess, because all the water's going down all the into the, you know, the groundwater system, so we're, right. we have to filter it. But uh, interesting, yeah. Uh, so, but you're right. I mean, now we've had all this rain. Um, thankfully, I mean, the ground has soaked up a lot of it. Like, if if we just had this this first round of rain and then it stopped, that would have been good. Like yeah. three inches, two and a half, three inches. But the problem that's why they issued a flood watch is because okay, so we need need time. For that first round to soak in, and we don't have that time. So now we're going to pour all this other rain on top of it. <laughs> well, now the soil's nice and, and moist. Yes. And so that water's just kind of ponding now. Oh, yeah. And flooding in some places. Yeah, and it, it'll it'll run. Yeah. We didn't have a flash flood or anything like that. We had a, this is a good flood. Nobody's nobody's in danger of is losing there, anything such a right thing now. Is a good flood? Well, well. <laughs> There, there, if you're in a drought, it's not a bad flood. This was yeah. <laughs> a nice soaking rain over a three-day period, and it's exactly what we needed. Says the man who didn't have to drive in it every day. Now. We drove in it today. <laughs> yeah, we did. Not every day. Now, okay. the drought readings for the entire nation are taken on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So we, we had a rain on Monday. But they're taken on Tuesday, and it'll come out to Thursday. Which is tomorrow. So, so we don't know anything. <laughs> it won't necessarily, you know, cover the entire rain event that we, we had or having right now. Probably until next week. You may see a little improvement. Maybe that extreme drought area will shrink a little bit. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. We're definitely not. It's not busted. That's definitely not busted. But I would be interested in seeing what we have for next week. Yeah. But after that, you know, we, we, we need some consistency in, in the rain exactly. in order to take care of the drought. That's exactly One right. One event's not going to do it. No, no. I And I've said ever since we've done this podcast, it would be great to have an maybe an easy inch of rain, wait about seven days, have another inch of rain, just kind of get it going. I mean, do you right. know how the, the foliage, how it would pop? If we had like steady, steady stuff instead of just all of a sudden, boom, we're gonna rain. You if know? we would have had this in August, even even this, you know, in September, oh, yeah. early September, it would have helped tremendously. Yeah, yeah, because the trees basically gave up. So you know, right. and then the temperature went down and stuff like that. But well, Sherry, you had talked about uh, is there such thing as a good flood? Well, there's all different types of floods there's an aerial flood there's a flash flood there's a a flood there's inundations and all sorts of things and i say that because that leads us right into our weather school which is all about flooding so i'm going to listen to that and we will um you'll learn all types of floods and how dangerous it is and don't get stuck in one and what to do if a flood warning is issued 
If there's something about the weather that you want to know, Stormed Our Weather School. The National Weather Service has just issued a flood warning. What exactly does that mean? A flood is an overflow of water that submerges land that is usually dry. In the sense of flowing water, the word may also be applied to the inflow of the tide. Floods are an area of study in the discipline hydrology and are of significant concern in agriculture, civil engineering, and public health. Flooding may occur as an overflow of water from water bodies, such as river, lake, or ocean, in which the water overtops or breaks levees, resulting in some of that water escaping its usual boundaries. Or it may occur due to an accumulation of rainwater on saturated ground in an aerial flood. While the size of a lake or other body of water will vary with seasonal changes in precipitation and snowmelt, these changes in size are unlikely to be considered significant unless they flood property or drown domestic animals. Floods can also occur in rivers when the flow rate exceeds the capacity of the river channel, particularly at bends in the waterway. Floods also cause damage to homes and businesses if they are in the natural flood plains of the rivers. There is some confusion on the different types of flood products used by the National Weather Service, so let's go over a few of these products and their definitions. First, the flash flood. A flash flood is defined as a sudden local flood, typically due to heavy rain. A flash flood warning is issued for flooding that normally occurs within six hours of heavy or intense rainfall. This results in small creeks and streams quickly rising out of their banks. Dangerous flooding in areas near these creeks and streams, as well as low-lying flood-prone areas, develops quickly and is a significant threat to life and or property. Next is the flood. A flood is defined as a rising and overflowing of a body of water, especially onto normally dry land. A flood warning or an aerial flood warning is normally issued for flooding that develops more gradually, usually from prolonged and persistent moderate to heavy rainfall. This results in a gradual ponding or buildup of water in low-lying flood-prone areas, as well as small creeks and streams. The flooding normally occurs more than six hours after the initial rain begins and may cover a very large area. However, even though this type of flooding develops more slowly than flash flooding, it can still be a threat to life or property. Next is the flood advisory. A flood advisory is issued when flooding that is not considered a significant threat to life or property is expected or occurring. This usually deals with nuisance flooding problems, such as flooding in low-lying areas and areas of poor drainage. 
as well as minor flooding of streets and roadways. This type of flooding causes some inconvenience, but is not generally considered a significant threat to life or property. Now, before a flood, a good thing to do is gather supplies in case you have to leave immediately or if services are cut off. Keep in mind each person's specific needs, including medication. Don't forget the needs of your pets. Obtain extra batteries, charging devices for your phones, and other critical equipment. Keep important documents in a waterproof container. Create password-protected digital copies. Protect your property. Move valuables to higher levels. Declutter drains and gutters. Install check valves and consider a sump pump with a battery. During a flood, depending on where you are in the impact of the warning time of the flooding, go to a safe location that you've previously identified. If told to evacuate, do so immediately. Never drive around barricades. Local responders use them to safely direct traffic out of flooded areas. Listen to the NOAA weather radio or local alerting systems for current emergency information and instructions. Do not walk, swim, or drive through flooded water. Just six inches of water can knock you down, and a foot of water can sweep your vehicle away. Always remember, turn around, don't drown. Stay off bridges over fast-moving water. Fast-moving water can wash bridges away without warning. If your vehicle is trapped in rapidly moving water, then stay inside. If water is rising inside the vehicle, then seek refuge on the roof. If trapped in a building, then go to its highest level. Do not climb into a closed attic. You may become trapped by rising flood water. Go on the roof only if necessary. Once there, signal for help. And after a flood has occurred, listen to authorities for information and instruction. Return home only where authorities say it is safe. Avoid driving except in emergencies. Snakes and other animals may be in your house. Wear heavy gloves and boots during cleanup. Be aware of the risk of electrocution. Do not touch electrical equipment if it is wet or if you are standing in water. If it is safe to do so, turn off the electricity to prevent electric shock. Avoid wading in flood water, which can contain dangerous debris and be contaminated. Underground or downed power lines can also electrically charge the water. Use a generator or other gasoline-powered machinery only outdoors and away from windows. Flooding is just one fury of Mother Nature. A common misconception about flooding is that once the heavy rainstorm is over, then the flood threat is over as well. Quite the contrary, as the rainwater will continue to run off into creeks, streams, and eventually lakes for days after the rain ends. And... With multiple rounds of heavy rain, the flooding threat could continue for several days or even weeks. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, 
Bigfoot weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormed Our Weather School. So there we have a flood warning, an aerial flood warning, a flood advisory, all this type of things you need to do. And especially if you have flooding, then uh, you will know what to do. So uh, the four words that the National Weather Service, I'm not going to put Shara on the spot for that. The four words, the you mantra. Should. I should, well, okay. So what's the four words for flooding that the National Weather Service always says? It's easy. If you see flood of water over Turn the around, road, don't drown. That's it, yeah. It. Okay, okay, I'll give you Yeah, turn around, Yay. don't drown. I don't, I don't need somebody to tell me. I'm the one going, no, Corey. We can't make it through that. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sherry is the one that turns around and doesn't drown, so... <laughs> Okay, well, you, Corey, you got anything for the in other news segment there? Um, you know, we not, have much. Not a, whole, <laughs> a whole lot, except you know, Oklahoma had that ice storm. Oh yeah, it was the earliest ice storm warning ever posted out of the Norman office for Oklahoma City. I heard that, and that's early by six weeks early. Isn't that something? Really? So normally it's really yeah. not till December then they would issue right. that. That's crazy. I mean, there's not that many ice storm warnings, you know, usually issued anyway. But, but true. But come on, this was October. We're not. I this, know. We haven't even had Halloween yet. Yeah, this whole thing <laughs> was. Apparently, so... you haven't looked at your uh, weather history. Well, it's it's 2022, so yeah. not not 2022. I've been but... Researching a lot of weather history and facts around Halloween lately. Ooh, have you? Yeah. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> So I storm in, yeah, I storm in Oklahoma. That's nuts. And what, it was cool because we had winter weather advisories, you know, even down in the Texas, and you had that that tropical system coming up. So you had hurricane and tropical storm warnings down in Louisiana. Those are just four hundred miles apart from the winter uh, products to the tropical products. And that's something. That's that that's an easy cool. day's drive. You can go yeah, from tropical I mean, and go right into winter. Well, even just where they were getting That's, ice was only a couple hours from us. Well, yeah. Just on the other side of Tulsa is the day we're getting ice. Oh, I know. And that's why I thought, you know, we haven't had this. So I, that's why I wanted to post it because, you know, we do northeast Oklahoma You got because Miami, we got followers and people in Miami. Mm -hmm. And I think Tulsa, I know, I know we definitely have people in Oklahoma City. I mean, it, yeah. now is. Uh, I think there's people in Tulsa. It, I think I know some people, some in, people Tulsa. in Tulsa. Uh, what what's her name? That uh, is Casey. Casey, in, she's in Oklahoma City. She, or they're still in. She's Colts. in Midwest City. Okay, so right around there. Boy, I wonder how she is. Uh, I haven't heard from her. Uh, she had some tree problems. I know that. Man, you know the ice storm. I've always said, you know, I mean, tornadoes are devastating. Severe thunderstorms are devastating. We have devastating things, but I think an ice storm, a, a bona fide hard ice storm, is probably the worst hazard because it lasts that's like, the thing there's nothing you can do and there's nowhere you can go that's safe you can't just, get out and you have like no you're electricity stuck and everything's frozen and you have no yeah yeah i mean in a tornado i mean if you take precautions and you survive the tornado you can at least be mobile and go out somewhere i mean wow so anyway so ice storms i really freak out when we get ice storms i panic when i hear about ice storms like, I think back to 2007, was it? Is that, that the biggie? That was like, yeah, people were without power for nine, ten days, two weeks, some. I mean, like, we had people living in hotels in Branson. Oh, it's that, it hit Springfield, right? 
Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Branson that's what was it, fine. Right. We didn't get it. We didn't oh. lose power, but <laughs> I mean, all the hotels that were closed for the season had to open back up because no one in Springfield had anywhere to go. I remember that well. I think I've told that on the podcast quite a bit, but uh, anyway. So what? Got something else over there, Corey? I got one more. Okay. Uh, this past week, it was the last warm day. It got you know in the mid 80s before the cold front came through and cooled things down. Mm-hmm. Springfield did end up hitting a record high of 85 degrees. Oh, we did. They did. Okay. The, the old record was 84, I think. This is the latest date. That Springfield has hit 85 in over 70 years. What? So when this is the latest, the latest date? What's the latest in the past? I don't know. 70 years ago, it doesn't have the date. But so uh, you're saying in the past 69 years, it's la- been cold. This is the la- latest date to hit 85 in the year in the past 70 years. Wow! I would have never thought no, that. Never. Wow, that just doesn't seem right to me. I mean, I, I believe it. Wow. So in our birthdays, it was the last basically 80s that we... Wow. Yeah. And then ice storms in Oklahoma. What is wrong? Well, right. it's 2020, so I can't... It's 2020. It. it is 2020. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. <clears throat> well, I think Cher is going to actually be upset with me. I'm so sorry. It's been crazy. <clears throat> we are in transition. We did our last show. It's been yeah, nuts. Yeah. It's been nuts for you. I don't have your drop yet, so I'm sorry. But it is time Actually, for. Actually, I had a I had a patient say that today. Something about 2020. I, oh, I, oh, I have to. You have to orient everybody in the morning. You have to ask them who they are. Oh, really? Birthday, how old they are? If they know where they are, what the year is, that kind of thing. Oh. And I asked, like, a lady forgot what year, and I'm like. I wish I could forget this year. <laughs> oh. I'm like, I'm so jealous that you've forgotten that we're in 2020. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> but that's fair. I mean, you can say that. I mean, there's just so much going on. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. Well, it is time for the next segment, so I'm just going to make it up. It's time for Shara's Fun Facts. Da-da-da. Yeah, you'll have to work on that. I know. I know. Well, I, I haven't got it done yet. I'm so sorry. Anyway, but... Shara's fun facts, and I'm sure you have a bunch because this is the week before Halloween. I've been saving these. I've Yay. had Halloween Ooh. fun facts. Yay. This one, though, I just found today that I did not know. Okay. Okay, so there was a movie that came out. There was a book, too, called The Perfect Storm. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people, maybe some people don't know that that was an actual real storm but it was in halloween 1991 it prevented trick-or-treaters from leaving their homes it was also known as the halloween storm and the no-name storm the weather events of halloween 1991 were some of the most extreme on record so the storm happened when a nor'easter Absorbed. I'm going to use all kinds of cool weather Ooh, words. Here. Geeky words. Okay. Okay. So we got okay. geeky words. When okay. a nor'easter absorbed <laughs> Hurricane Grace. Ooh. So we were only in the G's that year in October. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> ultimately evolved back into a small unnamed hurricane late in its life cycle. It was known as the Perfect Storm. Um. Boston Deputy Meteorologist Robert Case described the convergence of weather condition as being perfect for the formation of such a storm. The damaging storm formed on October 28th killed 13 people before dissipating on November 2nd. 
Besides costing children across the Northeast their precious trick-or-treating time, it also cost the U.S. $200 million in damages. Most of the damage occurred while the storm was extra-tropical along the coast. It caused waves over 30 feet high and left more than 38,000 people without power. Wow. If the perfect storm sounds familiar to you, but you weren't alive (laughs) during it or directly affected by it, the storm was of the sinking of the sword fishing boat, the Andrea Gale. Ooh, okay. I've actually heard of that, yeah. Well, because it was in the movie, The Perfect Storm. Oh, okay, yeah. (laughs) The storm and the boat sinking became the centerpiece for the nonfiction book, The Perfect Storm, that was written in 1997 and the major Hollywood adaption in 2000, starring George Clooney. I did not know that happened on Halloween. Interesting. I mean, I remember the movie, and I remember that it was from a real storm, but... I didn't realize that was a Halloween storm. Well, and and you said October 28th. Well, that's today. So it was just the same day. And it lasted until November 2nd. So those, anyone along the coast didn't get to trick or treat. And I actually read several years where trick or treating got canceled for people for different reasons, for storms, for floods, for winter weather. It was crazy. Well, those Nor'easters and and Alberta Clippers and stuff, we really got to watch them because they could dump a tremendous amount i mean just lake effect snows is everywhere but that was the perfect storm did it did did you say or did it say how much snow fell there wasn't snow in this one. Oh, there wasn't snow in this one there's a hurricane oh, oh this is a hurricane okay oh okay, it didn't yeah, yeah, say anything yeah. about snow there was some that were snow 1989 okay. the last snow the last major snowstorm Halloween was 2011. Okay, okay. It wasn't around here. So no snow. But I hmm. do believe it got cold that year. That was a long time ago. It was. Wow. Okay. I was probably alive, but okay. Anyway. Ancient people <laughs> wore Halloween costumes to hide from ghosts. So the Celtic tradition believed that ghosts roamed the earth on Halloween... So wearing a disguise would help you avoid the spirits. Hmm. The Halloween, the holiday goes back more than 2,000 years. Oh, wow. It all started as a pre-Christian Celtic festival called Samhain, which means summer's end. It was held around November, 1st of November. It celebrated the final days of the harvest and the crossing of the spirits over into the other world. Um, so basically America adopted it when people in Ireland, United Kingdom, and those moved over here and brought their traditions with them. So okay. the Native Americans did not practice Halloween before they did the pilgrims not. came over. Well, I don't know. Ah. It's been around 2,000 years. Hmm. Northern France would ward off ghosts by lighting sacrificial bonfires and, you guessed it, wearing costumes. So it's just a big dress-up festival, the whole thing. Basically, but, here's but, another fun thing I did not know. Ooh, okay. It really actually shocked me. Um, Halloween is the second largest commercial holiday in the country. Because of the candy. Like, I would have thought it, Valentine's Day would have been... Oh, I well, wow, no. okay, that's true. It comes right after Christmas. Consumers spent approximately $9 billion on Halloween just last year. Oh, I guess, I guess that does costumes and candy. I guess costumes, that's the whole thing. Costumes, candy. There's a lot of people that go all out. Decorations. They do oh, their whole yeah. house up more for Halloween than Christmas. So, 
well, I've been walking in the Walmarts. They've already got Christmas stuff out. It's not even Halloween yet. Well, it's Branson. That's true. So. It's well, everywhere, it though. Every Walmart. Every Walmart. Really, though, I mean, from when back, <laughs> way back when we first got married, Christmas, Halloween, or ugh, Walmart put their Christmas stuff out in August. August? Because I remember when we first got married, the very first year we were married, we bought our very first Christmas tree as a married couple in August. Wow. We were, we were that excited. <laughs> Sad story was we bought like this humongous tree because we had a really big living room when we first got married okay. and had high ceilings. <laughs> and by Christmas time, we had moved into a smaller house. <laughs> but was the tree not, sectional though? That's a did thing. Did not fit our tree. I think we made it work somehow, but. Okay. Because <laughs> Karen's got one that's sectional. We could do it anyway. Right. Just take off half of it. <laughs> right. Another story for another day. Okay. okay. <laughs> this year will be the first Halloween in 19 years to have a full moon. That's right. How cool is that? We get a full moon on Halloween. And, yeah, and Corey, didn't you say that's the second one so it, of the month? So yep. it's a something, a spooky pumpkin moon. moon or blue, something? It's a blue moon. The, the full blue moon. moons on yes. Halloween are very rare. The last time there was a full moon on October 31st, it was 2001, which, strangely enough, was the year... Our child was born. Oh. The night before our child was born. The night before our child was born. And he'll be 19 this year oh, on November 1st. So he gets a full moon again for his birthday. <laughs> before that one, it was 1955. Uh-huh. 55? Like, wow. Chunk. Yeah, 55. The next one won't occur until 2039. Wow. That's correct. The 21st century will only see six full moons on October 31st. So it, it must do something like 19 years because didn't you say something like it was? It's been 19 years since, and then ni- because 2039 is 19 more years. But we ahead. hadn't had one before 2001 since 1955. Oh, that's right. So that kind of blows the 19 year thing. So I, I mean, it kind of well because we go from 2001 to 2020 to 2039 to 2058. Then to 2077, Which, and then 2000. So yeah, it's kind of close. That's every it's kind of like 19 every 18, years. 19 years. That's spooky. There must be something special about 19. Ooh. I don't okay, know. Okay, this is my last fact. Ooh, okay. This might be a well-known fact for others. Okay. There's a famous song, The Monster Mash. Oh, yes. <laughs> which in Branson is very well known, but I mean, this once reigned supreme on the Billboard charts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby Pickett reached number one on Hot 100 in 1962, just before Halloween, and later recharted it in 1973 in August. But for those of us in Branson, we all know personally the guy who wrote the Monster Mash. Produced it. Yes. Well, he said he wrote it and produced it. He, he wrote it, yeah. Gary? Gary Paxton. Yes. Very well known here in the area, and his daughter still lives here and sings here and performs here in Branson. At my theater. Yes. Yes. Oh, she happy actually, day. Does she still work at the hospital? Yeah. She used to be the voice you heard when you called Cox Branson Hospital, too. She was the operator that answered the phone. Oh, see, I did not know that. Oh, she has like that perfect operator voice. Oh, my gosh. Oh, well, now I'm going to have to call Cox. Wait a minute. but People mm. will answer. <laughs> if you call at night, if you call like between... Six and ten, six and eleven, somewhere in there. That's oh. usually if she's working, that's her shift. Um, she worked the evening shift, and she always answered the phone. She has a beautiful voice, but she's a beautiful woman. Oh yeah, um, yeah, she's great. Yeah, yeah. I she, took care of Gary many times. Like 
And I remember the very first time he came in as a patient and told me, like, that's his fact he would tell me. He's like, did you know yeah, that yeah, I oh, yeah. wrote the Monster Match? He's and we're very all proud like, sure of you that. Did, guy. <laughs> yeah, I, got, like, I did, sure a, you did. I did a, a recording. Uh, so we went to the studio one time, and uh, Gary was there. I don't know if it was his song, but he was kind of being the brains on the whole thing. And so he's like, well, let's add this. Well, let's add this. I mean, brilliant man, musically. It's oh, just, he brilliant was great. musically. And then to come to find out, Oh, Happy Day, which is at our theater. It's a great gospel show. Deborah plays drums and she sings for that show too. So I, I got to meet her too. It was just awesome. So cool. So cool. Monster Mash. I had to throw that haunted, that fun Monster Mash fact. No, I'm so glad you did. That's awesome. <laughs> So that Great. so, so that concludes the Halloween facts. <laughs> yes. What are you doing, Corey? I don't know. Messing yeah. with his phone and making noise. <laughs> I'm oh, listening to you guys chat about Monster Mash. He's totally paying attention over there. Well, he's probably looking at the radar now. But uh, <laughs> well, we do have yeah. one more segment to this podcast, so let's get to that. It's the weather word of the week. It's the Stormdar Weather, Weather Word of the Week. And, of course, we always toss it to Shara. So I thought this was a really cool one. And I thought we'd had it before, but we don't. I have a log of everything. So, Shara, what is the Stormdar Weather, Weather Word of the Week? I'm going to do my best. My eyes are starting to blur. Oh, no. <laughs> um, quantitative. you pres- say the first. Oh, yeah. sorry. QPF. Right. That's the actual thing. Woo! Yeah. I said QPF. it right. QPF. QPF. Uh-huh. Quantitative precipitation forecast. Ooh, that's geeky. QPF is the expected amount of melted precipitation accumulated over a specific, oh, sorry, specified time period over a specified area. Right. So we look at that to see how much juice there is in the atmosphere. Uh, it usually ranges from, it could be zero. Uh, and I've seen it as high as three. Uh, have you, Corey? I mean, I've seen it as high as three inches before. And oh yeah, yeah. Basically, what that means if you got a lot of juice, especially on those, you know, those spring days right before a big severe thunderstorm, it's just sticky and juicy and bleh, outside. Well, the atmosphere is loaded, and we look at that map from the, the Storm Prediction Center on the meso-analysis meso map called QPF, of course. And it'll show you where those pockets of heaviest available moisture is. And so you can translate that. If you see it like it's 2.1, it's inch. We say inches. If you see it 2.1 inches, that is a representation of how much rain could fall at that time over that area. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so totally. you look at yeah. So if you if you look and it's like over Branson and it's got painted two point one. If all the moisture in the atmosphere fell at that time, it would be two point one inches. So and and it it varies with you know when you have a dry front or you know a, a, yeah a dry front come in it'll lower that QPF. So that's how they can one of the factors that they can estimate how much rain is actually going to fall over a specific time. So if you get quantitative precipitation forecasts every six hours, they can kind of take that and guess, well, you know, it looks like we could get over four or five inches. So if you look at the map, if you go to uh, spc.noaa.gov and click their mesoanalysis page and go to QPF, quantitative precipitation forecast, you can see just how much 
precipitable water there is right above your head. There you go. Cool. Yeah. Your, your eyes are kind of spinning around, Cher, at this point. <laughs> you need to go to bed. <laughs> That's a lot of facts. That's a lot of facts. I've been tons. up since 4.30. So. Yeah. Oh, gosh, you need to go to bed. So. <laughs> So, Corey, what's new on the radar? On the anything new we nah, missed since we've been doing it's still this? Still raining. Still raining. Oh gosh, I just looked looked at radar. It is still. still. But Harrison looks like it's not doing much, and we have one of those outer bands going from Miami down to Spring Springdale, Arkansas, and it looks like it's lightening up pretty good around uh, Branson and Stormdar. Uh, I think we're going to get a break. So I should go to the mailbox, although I probably don't. I'm not going to go tonight. It'll, I'll get washed away. <laughs> although the uh, airport at Springfield says foggy and 45 degrees. Let's see what the Branson Airport says. Uh, 50. This is 50. And what what is our? Do you have our weather station 51. called up? 51.6. So okay, so we're hanging there at like 51 and a half, basically. So. We think that's going to happen, and I don't know. You think we're going to reach seven, eight inches? Nah, I don't know about that. I'm we're over six now. Six, so. <laughs> yeah, we're we've six points up now. Today, since midnight, we've gotten 2.69 inches. Crazy. And for the week, we're at 6.09. Yep, 6.09. Yeah, we broke that. Cause, because you texted me earlier and said, and... And that's when we broke five inches, and yeah. now we, it's ten twenty-three, and we broke six inches. So when's it going to stop raining? Tomorrow night. Oh, so I get to drive to work tomorrow oh, yeah. in the rain as yeah. well. I I think it'll be not quite as persistent. Now I'm just guessing at this point. I think we're going to have those that banding going on because the low is moving, you know, south of us. So it'll be showery. It'll rain. It'll probably back off, then shower and back off. I mean. Probably get another inch or so, I guess. So we're just going to have to see. So what are you seeing in the future? Say what? What are you seeing in the future? What am I saying? What are you seeing in the future? Seeing in the future. I thought you wanted me to sing a song about the future. We're not singing in the future. Maybe. I don't (laughs) see much. Uh, I see uh, Great weekend you talked about. I see dry coming up. I see warmer weather above average coming up, maybe. Above uh, average? Yeah. yeah. Coming up in the next 8 to 16 days later on. I I, I think it's going to... And this is leading into winter. I'm just leaning on the La Nina thing and the whole... Yeah, we need, we, we need to really think about, you know, the winter thing. You know, we got to... Uh, if we're If we're going to do... We're going to do our winter weather update. I know people love it when we do the winter weather update. Mm-hmm. So we're we'll have to figure out. Uh, I, okay, I'm looking really quick. What the with a normal high for today is? What is today? Twenty eighth. The twenty eighth. So uh, sixty five. Sixty five is a normal high, and uh, and the normal low is forty three. So yeah, if we get sixty five, something like that, I think we're gonna. Yeah, but that normal so, high is going down, down, down. Oh boy, is it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll we'll have to have a whole podcast on the normal highs, but uh, yeah. Okay, well, 
I think that <laughs> might be starting to get junk in my throat, so maybe we better better uh, <clears throat> call it in. You got anything else to add? No, we're done. We had a full day of Stormdar today. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, we'll figure out how to put that uh, newsletter. We need to get that newsletter out to everybody. Yeah. Uh, I guess Shara is, she's gone. She's dealing yeah. with children. <laughs> All right, well, I think we need to get our umbrellas out and wrap this thing up. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your news feed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website and our merch store at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast. Okay, I am rolling.